You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome everyone to a very special episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. It is so special because for the first time in what seems like weeks, possibly weeks. months... All four people are here. What do we talk about, John? American Horror Story. We talk about Evil Dead, the TV show. We talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham and how we love you, Adam West. Sophie? We touch on Doctor Who and Game of Thrones. We talk about our new jobs and some British stuff. Keith digs old ladies and Dave Grohl has a new show. So many old ladies. We talk about documentaries and football things. We don't talk about how full Sophie's bladder is. Uh, then we get back into World of Warcraft, the new expansion, uh, Dungeon of the Endless, and things that are adorable like how much i need to pee also this and more <laughs> nine to five <laughs> entertainment system. dibs on a bathroom Smells funny. Smells what? It does. It kind of smells like new plastic. Yeah. That's because it was like wrapped in bubble wrap. And I took it, out. it smells less like than when I did when I got it. Hey, welcome to 90s, everybody. Sophie's here, and it's her first time with the new microphones. And apparently, it smells funny. It does. It smells funny, but also so does my entire apartment building. There's like a weird chemical smell. No, I'm noticing it also with the mics, but it's not as bad as like used mic. I don't know if you guys ever had had radio shows at Dawson, oh where God, you yeah. got to those like mics that like they never had the little buffer thing washed. Well, or just used mics in general. Scott and yeah. I have done announcing. Oh yeah, you guys yeah, probably yeah. experienced for that. for Derby, and you get like the the mics from some audio, and I guess maybe it was like a metal show, and you're just like, this smells like spit. Yeah, and like and like a year bad of breath spit nachos. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a hint of nacho in the microphone. Yeah, and you're like, I suppose this was used for a guy who had like the mic right in his mouth. Screaming. <laughs> <into> <laughs> it. like, uh. Okay, so yeah. real talk. Yeah, we finished the last episode, <laughs> promising three three things. I feel which was American Horror Story. Yeah, Gotham. Yeah, and I think there was something else. Let's do American Horror Story. We can do American Horror Story. Yeah, it's still, talk. Yeah. It's like a TV show. Oh, my it's, God. It's the new season of American <laughs> Horror Story. It's you a new season. keep talking about that in the emails. Yeah, because it's amazing. So yeah. Keith and John watch it together and then talk about it in the email chain to w- each other, uh, even though no one else is really watching. Sarah watches it. I watched the first episode of season one at some point. You don't like horror movies. Yeah, yeah I was like, Sophie, stop it. This is, <laughs> like, this is like trying to indulge in American horror. No, it's me trying to participate format. in the things my friends are interested <laughs> in. Why don't you just watch Arrow instead? <laughs> like, I just no. want to participate. <laughs> just sitting there, like, hiding under a blanket. <laughs> I love I'm doing this so they like me. <laughs> Have you watched Gotham? I haven't seen Gotham yet. Have you yet. watched Arrow or Flash? I tried watching Arrow. I watched the first four episodes when it first started, and I, I thought it was super lame and cheesy, but now I hear it's getting better. Okay, okay. stop trying to Shanghai or shit. We're going to get to Gotham in like a minute. American Horror Story. <laughs> <laughs> so American Horror Story is an anthology show where they deal with, I guess, like tropes of American horror cinema. Yeah. What the fuck really does anthology mean? So it's a collection. An, it's 
collection. It's uh, the reason I say it's an anthology show is because every season is completely separate new characters. Yeah, there's no continuity. new characters. Even the same actors, new characters. Yeah. So okay. there's no continuity between season one and season two. No continuity between two and three. Although apparently a teeny tiny little bit between three and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chick. Uh, the pepper. Yeah, pepper. Yeah, exactly. Pepper the pinhead. Somebody's called Pepper. Yeah. Pepper the pinhead. Her sister's name is, I believe, Salty. Anywho. So, so no, but supposedly also, so this is spoilers, minor spoilers, since it's like rumors, but supposedly in towards one of the later episodes, Sister Mary Eunice uh-huh. shows up to take Pepper away after oh, the thing cool. that goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So this is from season two, but yeah, whatever. It's anyway, so season yeah. four, the, the first season was based on like a ghost house. Second season was based on a creepy asylum. Third season was based on a coven of witches. Fourth season is now based on a freak show. Right. And Everybody I'm hated season two, right? We hated season two. There are some people out there who liked it because as a collection of individual moments, season two had some really great moments. Possibly even the best. In terms of like individual scary-ass scenes, yeah. probably the but high. I don't know, man. Twisty's getting up there. or twist- yeah. did. It, it, but like as a unit, season two did not hold together as a story as well as it the other seasons. It was just way too much fucking going on. Yeah. It, was just like, it was like as though every episode was like written by a person who saw the last five minutes of the previous episode and then didn't care about and then the t- series. took the story in a different direction mm-hmm. and then sometimes randomly like threw in elements yeah, exactly yeah. like it's had crazy. a list of characters saw five minutes of the previous episode and was like zany asylum yeah super super all over the place really annoying season three i would say was like held together almost the tightest because even season one was the first season there was like this moment there's like this set stage in season one the mid episodes where it bogged like, it's yeah. slowed down midway through, and you're just kind of like, I don't care about these ghosts. Like, I care about the main ghosts. And there are so many ghosts. And I care about, the like, how the overall story works. So, not Scott's shrugging. Season I, don't I, don't, I don't know. Season four I just is about a freak show. Yeah. And I think it's, like, probably, like, shaping up to be the strongest overall season. We're five episodes in, so we're very close to halfway. Yep. It's yet to do anything horribly stupid. Completely shitty, which almost every season kind of has by five episodes. There's been, like come on what the fuck moments yeah. in previous yeah. seasons uh twisty the clown beloved you guys seen any pictures of twisty the clown yeah the internet he's loves wonderful. gifts of him yeah he's great great such good visuals with this guy i'm Amazing. googling him and now. scott has a clown thing right yeah no i don't have a clown thing really i thought someone Somebody had a clown, has a clown thing. thing i don't have a clown thing i like i like pennywise he's my favorite horror movie villain but okay. it's a good villain Anyway. Oh, is that what that is from? Yeah, exactly. Sarah has it as her uh, as her user icon. Yeah. Um, yeah, Twisty the Clown is like way up there, and then like even what starts off as like a super like cookie cutter murderer even gets like layers later on. Like we're staying spoiler free. Yeah. But like becomes like a somewhat layered character that you're kind of like, oh, this is way more interesting than someone like say bloody face from season two who you're yeah. just sort of like wait you're a murderer because your dad was a murderer apparently i guess my, my only complaint with this whole thing is that i, I think like the freak show as a unit mm-hmm. is less well impregnated with horror than any of the other cores like the ghost house like a haunted house is like very good as a venue for horror yeah like what's the horror behind a freak show like they have these are human beings with deformities like at the at the core of it I don't find that that scary, and it's, I don't think that it's, it's not that even a horror movie trope, right? Yeah, like it's, well, yeah. except for freaks, like that's like it's basically the entire thing is based on a single film from like the 30s, right? right? And that hasn't Which been revisited excessively for good reason. Why yeah. do we want to make fun of or like find horror in people who are just born with deformities? But at, at the same time, though, it's I shitty. think that the show it, is it is shitty, and also I think the trope is more now 
uh, taking apart that trope. Like, but that's enough. I'm trying but to I find think the X Files episode where they're just like, "Yeah, we're just normal people, and I don't know what yeah. you're here for." But yeah. the sh- and other other TV shows have done that where they're just like, like "Stop judging but us." But the show, but the show does that, about. right? Like the a lot of the villains outside of the show. Like, you know, this is like minor spoilers, yeah. I guess, if you're going to watch it. The most villainous people are not, are the, not freaks, the freaks. Absolutely. Ever. Yeah. Like, the freaks are much, much, much more sympathetic. It's, there's, the the strong man is like an obvious villain who's not a freak. Uh, there's the cops. Yeah, yeah, and no, you're, like, you're right. But, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Just like, as, as a vehicle for the story. It's, it's not a summer camp. Huh? Like, a trope for a horror movie would be a summer camp. Season six, summer camp. Yeah. Season five, summer camp. They totally that that to could work. But like comparing like an asylum to the yeah. like having the insane doctors and crazy nurses and whatever at an at a horror asylum just creates yeah, a better baseline of a horror story. Because it's a horror trope. Absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. cabin in the woods. Yeah. Horror trope. The so summer camp. Horror trope. I, I'm saying Killer Clown. It's a shame because this one is better written and the characters hold together better yeah. than in previous seasons. So I feel like it's like if they had been if they had had this level of writing when they were with doing like Asylum, asylum yeah, I would have been like ecstatic with this stuff. Either way, I I'm really really enjoying it yeah. and I also like the fact that like you said there is like that deconstruction of the trope and that like the freaks are like by far the most sympathetic characters in it and it's all the regular people who are the villains. Yeah. So and I think they're and they're getting they're, there's like a lot of pretty legit horror that's going yeah. down. I'm a little less impressed. More than Coven, I feel. There Absolutely was, more There was, than not, Coven, there was yeah. almost no horror in Coven. Yeah, it was just yeah. like, we're witches. No witches. Oh, yeah. my, I'm a witches. Like, they're just like, okay. Yeah, this is a spoiler. Don't spoil. <laughs> this is like a minor okay. spoiler. Because it's, and it's only a minor spoiler because it doesn't actually happen. It's a dream sequence. Okay, well you got 15 seconds, so everyone can press so, the skip button starting now. Yeah. Okay, so there's the two-headed woman. And there's that entire scene last episode where the one head dies, and yeah. there's like that, like that's like a fucked up scene. Sure, where she's like in bed, and her one of her other head, head is dying, dead, and she's screaming in pain. You're yeah. like, that's like you're like, whoa, this is fucked up. Yeah. yeah anyway, that's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was a dream sequence. It wasn't even that whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's anyway. what I'm saying. It's not an, like a real storyline. The fact that it was a dream sequence is the spoiler, I guess. Yeah. Whoops. Whatever. <laughs> American Horror Story. Yeah. It was all a dream, the whole show? Anyway, whatever. Yeah, this, is, this season is totally worth checking out. Yeah, That's absolutely. The, the if, bottom if, line. if you yeah. put it down between come season back, two and season three, I would yeah. say come back for season four. And don't worry, they take out the musical numbers. Well, at least they did. <laughs> you think, yeah, there's a fucking... That's, holy fuck. There's a musical number in every episode. Except the last one. Except for the last one, there was an abbreviated musical number. Which yeah. <laughs> is fucking weird. <laughs> but like, they, they do it as part of the, the show. So it's like yeah. it does fit organically ish, but I'm so like, really. I just don't fucking care. Yeah. About a, like a three minute song in the middle of my horror movie. <laughs> horror show. God, th- imagine every horror movie had that. Like a three minute musical interlude? <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know, man. Just I would like, really like right, to see the leprechaun doing like rap in Leprechaun. Right Back before to the Johnny Depp gets gutted in Nightmare on Elm Street, uh-huh. just he's like, Singing a sexy guys song. Guys and dolls. <laughs> We're just a couple crazy guys. Let's, like like a let's go to bed song. Yeah. <laughs> like just trying to woo okay. the girlfriend. Fuck you. Like there is a song. Plays in every fri- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. You're saying it's the lullaby? Yeah, there's a lullaby in no, no, every... No, that's not a musical number. That's a group of kids singing kind creepily. Of a that's actually a horror. It's a little aspect. bit of a musical number. It cuts away to these kids playing in a field. It's and a nursery they're like rhyme. jumping and they're skipping. It's and they're a nursery like, what rhyme. is this? has nothing to do with the movie. It's a nursery rhyme. It's not, it's not a musical number. I don't know. Number. Everything you, might just turn into... Did you into have that sung to you in the nursery? Yeah. Uh, I would, I, I'm <laughs> a little bit older than coming for you. For you. I'm a little bit older three, than you guys. Four, no, but Keith, when were we born, Keith? 83? 
Yeah, but the first movie was 84. Okay. Uh, totally could have been in Keith's house. Now, here's a funny thing about that song. Uh-huh. Five, six. Yeah. Grab your crucifix. your crucifix. In no way had, did anyone ever grab a crucifix, nor is there any indication that that would be a defense against Freddy. And watch it. It would have worked. You know? Like, <laughs> like, fuck. If only I would have listened yeah. to their Fre- <laughs> They make a new one, Freddy 12, where someone's like, wait a minute, in the poem, you're supposed to, and Freddy's like, <laughs> and he runs away. Hey. I think that merits a comic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was right in the song. Everyone goes to sleep soundly, holding their crucifixes. And, and everybody's sleeping. Freddy's like, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. They Musicals. finally figured it out. Musicals and horror movies that might just all turn into like Evil Dead the Musical. Oh, which would be Sweeney when? Todd. Yeah, Sweeney Todd, which was a little weird. E- yes, Evil Dead yes could have gotten away. Like, well, Evil could have gotten away with a musical number or two right in the middle of it. There's Evil Dead news. Was yes, there? there's going to be a series. Oh yeah, that's true. Bruce on Campbell stars Bruce Campbell on for reprised in his role as, and apparently like that was one of the things is that he's like, no, this is aging shitty Ash. That's why I said yes. <laughs> like that's like part he's of not going to be badass. Part of, I don't know exactly. Like he's, it might be like awakening his badass throughout the story or yeah. something. But apparently, it's like it's going to be aging shitty hash. Like that's good. Like he said a couple times, he didn't want to do another movie because he's like, I'm old and it's going to look shitty. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're they're incorporating that. I don't Which know. I don't understand why he could, why he would not. Maybe like he's tired of playing the same fucking character. Well, like we went when we went to the Q and A. He brought, I think, a valid point, which was he's like, imagine Army of Darkness two. You see how cool that is? No, we're not going to be able to do whatever it is in your head that you think is cool about Army of Darkness two. We every one of you is thinking a different thing right now. Yeah, we will not satisfy all of you. We will disappoint you. You've been thinking about Army of Darkness two for like twenty years. You know, like, he's like, that will fuck it up. Mm-hmm. So maybe with the TV show, it's like you dialed know, back and a little bit that's, small. That's pretty much true. Like yeah, Sam totally Raimi did, yeah. did make Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Uh, oh, bazing. Oh, <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he also made Drag Me to Hell, which was okay. I didn't like it. Really? Yeah. I thought it was all right. It had, really? it had, its, it had its moments. Oh, I, I found it. I was way ahead of it on the on the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, His Western was really good. Was it The Quick and the Dead? The Quick and the Dead. Yeah, that was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With the zooms. Yep. Yep. Are we still talking about Bruce Campbell? No, we're, we're Sam, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the same. Anyway, so yeah, Stars is picking it up for like a ten, uh, ten episode dealio. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I'll check it out. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of checking things out, I saw the first six episodes of the new Agents of Shield season, and I saw the first episode. And two. I I would I would say it's getting better. But um, still, they have some fucking script problems with, especially Sky. I want to punch her teeth down her stupid neck. She's like the dumbest written character. I feel insulted as an audience member watching her dialogue in the scenes in which she is put in. I have seen the first episode of season one. Is it worth it? No. <laughs> no. Like you, you have to get through 15 episodes. If you yeah. listen to previous episodes, yeah, like Little Miss, I'm busy in the theater. It, it gets <laughs> it, it, it like it gets better through season one. The first six are by far the roughest, and then it like starts to come together, and you can and, and it gets some direction at the end. But then it heavily heavily and then ties ca- into Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then Captain America Winter Soldier happens, and you can just see the writers in the room going, "Oh, this is going to be great. Oh, we can do this." And then they they really push stuff. Very fast. Yeah, those last yeah, yeah, yeah. It moves those last very five episodes. You're just like that episode could have been the last episode. That episode could have been the last episode. Yeah, like that like each one of those last four or five episodes could have been the season end cliffhanger. Okay, this, you know what? I'll I'll take but it. But it's, it's fifteen episodes of work to get there. That's okay. I don't mind. So speaking of a show 
that does get it uh-huh. right. At least Speaking I of pushing stuff forward, pushing yeah, stuff forward. Gotham. Gotham. Okay. Gotham is... So we, we talked about Gotham a couple times on the show. Yeah, like so. Um, I really didn't like the first episode. Uh-huh. I and have you were not like, seen any yet. Scott, Scott's major complaint was, uh, they're throwing too many people around. Yeah. But this is, I think, we're at, what, episode six now, I feel? There's seven. Seven just came out. Seven came out yesterday. Seven came out this week. That's pretty much stopped from, like, throwing characters around. Like, yeah. char- characters pop out, but, like, they're not main characters. Like, Zaz shows up, which I also loved it when they were just sort of, like, like send Victor. I was like, oh, it's going to be Zaz. Like, just because they just said Victor. Yeah. And then, like, when he pull, he he does a thing and he kills a person and he pulls up his arm and he, like, puts the notch and Sarah was so like, Ugh. For those of you who don't know, Zaz is a, a serial killer from the comic books mm-hmm. who s- cuts a notch into his body every time he kills someone. Yeah. So, so I also really like that because you couldn't really tell it was him. And and then when he pulled his sleeve up after he killed someone, he only had, like, ten scars on his arm. Yeah, he's like, he's like 23 or whatever. And, like, Zaz in the comics is just covered, like, tip to toe with notches, you mm-hmm. know? Because like, so. he fights Batman. Right. right. This is... Yeah, like all sorts of shit, but it was like it was kind of cool. You're like, it's early Zaz who probably would get his start as a. He also had those cool dead eyes that not everyone can get right, and shaved eyebrows, which was. Yeah, I think he was supposed to have alopecia. Hmm. I don't know what that is. It's a disease where your body doesn't grow hair. Fun. Yeah, you just grease him up and send him down a hill. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I need to that's do going, this to someone. That's going into your file. <laughs> We're gonna file that under. HR reports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Keith heard about alopecia, he, he was very insensitive. <laughs> to grease him up and send him down a hill. To all our listeners with alopecia, the opinions of Keith are of Keith alone <laughs> and not of those of 95.cc. No, no, I want to see this happen. I was going to say, if there are any listeners of alopecia, <laughs> yeah. you would not be opposed to being greased up and shot down a hill. We'll videotape it. We'll put it up on the YouTubes. Bonus if you're deaf. <laughs> Million oh, hits. Oh, yeah. So Gotham. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing that's really cool about it is I mentioned this in the email thread today is I was like, I don't think people would sign up for a show called like The Rise of Penguin. But like that is one of the most compelling parts about the show is The Rise of Penguin. It's and hmm. you would not guess that by the first episode. No, not at all. Yeah, no. Like You just think that he's like a throw in character who just is he's, like. He's almost a Boardwalk Empire character. That good. Yeah, he yeah. and the he, actors. He, he himself. The right. actor's fucking fantastic, hmm. and like his like when he when he needs to be subtle, he needs to be subtle. Like it kind of sucks because there's a lot of ham-fisted actors around the guy, which yeah. <laughs> like really sort of sucks. Yeah, like, but he like does Montoya. It. Montoya is so oh. Mon- Montoya is the fucking worst. Fucking Barbara's the worst. Barbara's the worst. Like uh, I, like, I was so happy when they they sent her out of town, and I was like, maybe she won't come back for a few episodes. And that episode, she comes back. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> the yeah, the Barbara, uh, the love interest for Jim Gordon. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Barbara Jim Gordon love situation is just fucking garbage. Why won't you tell me the truth? Because it's going to get you in trouble. I need to know the truth. It's going to get you in trouble. Here's the truth. Oh my God, you got kidnapped. Yes, yeah. <laughs> son of a bitch. That. And it's, you're like, Shut. it's the exact same thing with Sky in Agents of Shield, where she's just like, I want to know the truth about whatever, and then she goes and breaks a bunch of rules to go and do it. I don't understand why you would keep someone around your spy organization who repeatedly breaks all the rules. The other, like, well, it's so this isn't necessarily a spy organization. She's no, a nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but she's just a rich person. Yeah. But the thing is, though, is that like they've also pulled away. Like, like one of your other uh, issues was in episode two, Balloon Man. Was a little goofy. Yeah, there yeah, hasn't been like, anything goofy no, 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 basically no, no. since. Yeah. Yeah, Everything got fucking super serious, and now it's like the past couple of episodes has just been mob wars, basically right. between Maroni and Falcone. 
and with even the, Mooney, the other criminals they've had in there since have been like criminals. criminals. Yeah, not exactly. They're not like super cartoonish supervillains that belong on Batman sixty six. Yeah. Well, there was the there was the Viper storyline, which I kind of like too. Like again, like going to throw back to Batman. Viper was an early version of, of the, Venom of the Venom yeah. serum, mm-hmm. which was what Bane was on. But it's like way more unstable and shitty. So they're like, there's a few people on like we're like kicking around on Viper, which again, it's like a nod to the source material without like blowing. But even then, it was like it was dark. It and, wasn't, and it how wasn't, that related to the crime family, like that was, and it, it also wasn't an Adam West villain, like Balloon Man. You, you, you yeah, picture West being like, "Hold chum, we've got to fight the Balloon Man." Exactly. Like, it just was not. Holy Balloon, Batman, precisely, Robin, hole in the balloon, and then he would like. Put a hole in the balloon somehow. (laughs) Fuck you, Adam West. Yeah, no, it's it's getting it's gotten it's gotten darker. There's two crime families that are jockeying for power. Yep. With this weird dance of respect. Yeah. Which I like. With penguin penguin like actually playing the two of them, and you're like not even sure and like and helping Gordon, and you're just like, what the fuck is up, penguin? But you're like, but he's getting. He's doing better and better for himself, which is like that's the whole bit about again, Penguin is like best Penguin is like a legit business mob guy, right? Like that's like in the comics when Penguin's at his best, he's not being like a crazy person. He's being a like like a creepy mobster. And the thing I've really liked about Gotham so far is they've had these good plot elements that are interesting and create conflict. And rather than drag them out for six episodes or eight episodes or the full 20 episodes, they're just like – Yep, this push forward, that's resolved. Move on to the next thing. Hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and, and, but, it, good, but it doesn't always even get way. resolved. It's like it's happening quicker than the right. characters uh, can react. I'm going to get into a small spoiler here. So, again, 15 seconds if you want to skip ahead on that. Does I, that apply to me? I just really. Cover your ears, Dove. I really like the way that the penguin revealed himself to be alive. Yeah. I was just like, wow, that, I thought that was going to be the whole season. And it was like episode four or five. And he's just yeah, like, exactly. I'm back. And you're just like, oh. Oh well, fuck! That, yeah. that, I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd seen what I thought was going to be, just from being used to watching TV, something that was going to be like a big arc for the whole season, and yeah, just yeah. like they threw it away to to set something else up. And I was like, oh, that's that's, yeah. that's cool. I appreciate it. I did not expect that. And, and also, like the whole having a having like an established through line, right? Is the like the murder of the Waynes. Mm-hmm. You always have something to come back into. So even in like a story that seems like a, like an episode that seems a little more like a one-off, you still have like the big story of like who killed the Waynes, and like Jim still cares about that. But he's even distracted by the plot to get to there. But you're like, you should be looking at this, Jim. What it reminds me of a lot is a very well done show that you'd watch with your parents. Like I feel like oddly nostalgic watching the show. It seems like a show that you could like get together with your family. I don't think I could really watch something with my dad when someone's bones turn to jello. What now? What? What about your mom? My mom, yeah, but I used to watch Doctor Who with my mom, and that show was all kinds of weird. Okay. That's what I'm saying, but, like, it's got that, like, it's a little bit very, like, accessible, but actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's there's some pretty significant death scenes. I don't know. Why don't you not watch, watch death kids. stuff with your mom? Don't watch it with your kids. I watch Star Trek. People die in Star Trek all the time. Sort of. They, pretty, they pretty fade away. Man. Come the on. aliens die a lot. Sanitized no. death. There's a, there's a guy whose bones turned to peanut brittle, and then he got crushed by a refrigerator. That's what? true. That's pretty gross. 
And yes. then the next person to die of that X-Files? on screen. I watched X-Files with my family, too. And that's pretty fucked up. It's probably closer to X-Files in terms of the, mm-hmm. the violence. Like some of them are fucked up. Gross. Yeah, exactly. Like, X-Files can get fucked up. And X-Files mm-hmm. was a family show. I don't I think, think that was a family show. For my family, it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, like, I'm like, we're not talking about like families like eight-year-olds. Like, I was like, when I was like 14, 15, Sunday nights we watched X-Files. Right. I'm pretty sure that's a demonic influence. We couldn't watch the demonic episode. That's are you serious? Your parents would turn off the, the straight door. reel. She'd be like, this is one of those. Boom. That's weird. Well, not really, if you fucking believe in demons. What about angel It's episodes? so selective. Like, okay, whatever, aliens are fake, but demons are real. Speaking of Welcome Dr. to religion! Man. Speaking of which, did you ever hear the, totally unrelated to that, uh-huh. the, you know the movie Signs, M. Night Shyamalan? I did. Did you read the theory about that, the fan theory, that Is they're not real? aliens, they're actually demons? No. no. I didn't actually see it either. They're, they're, they're not, water isn't deadly to them, but one of the people in the house... Uh, was a priest, and he blessed all the water in Man, the house. Man, if that fucking works, that's a great twist. Yeah, and all the yeah. all the symbols in the corner. So twisted. Shyamalan's like twist on a twist. Yeah, <laughs> people don't get to see yeah, it. Until someone posted on Reddit, and he shows up, and he's like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Shem out. out. Hollywood doesn't let me make movies anymore. <laughs> he just leaves. Rightly so. <clears throat> Sophie, you were saying. Speaking of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. I love Peter Capaldi, but I hate the writers. That is a thing that I've heard about much of the Doctor Who reboot. Good thing I won't be watching it till I'm 40. No, I mean, I like the writing with, <laughs> with Matt with Smith. <laughs> I've put it down for a while. I've got to go back. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked Matt Smith. Um, he was. I mean, I didn't like him as a doctor very much, but it, I thought the writing was more interesting, mm-hmm. particularly so when David Tennant, and even more so with uh, Christopher Eccleston, who was my favorite. But Peter Capaldi is... Amazing, and he brings a lot to this character, but the fucking writing is so hammy and Look, disgusting. Do you have like an example of why it's hammy? No, because I keep playing with my iPad. <laughs> that, that's how uninteresting it's gotten and, and getting really – it's not that it's uninteresting. It's just that it, it makes no sense, and they give really like lame explanations of things, or mm-hmm. they leave things unresolved, or like – Plot is developed in in such a, a a chaotic way that nobody can follow along. Even my boyfriend, who's from the goddamn UK, so yeah. That shouldn't you shouldn't have to be from the UK to understand Doctor Who. Are they, or are they talking about like UK stuff? It's just sometimes they just yell and talk really quickly, and I can't always follow all the mixtures of accents in there and mm. expressions. And then John's like, "Yeah, I don't know what's going on either." So I'm like, "Okay, like, this is not an accent problem. This is a confusing. That fucking sucks. I don't know." Yeah, yeah because I that this actor is fucking amazing, and it made a big deal. It was a lot of noise when he was cast as the new it's Doctor. Kind of a delicate thing to like a delicate game to play with that show, where they're trying to do wacky, far out there stuff, but it has to be not quite too far out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a big fan of the Tom Baker stuff, so I'm ready to accept a lot of wacky far out there stuff. I have yeah. to say, I've never seen any of the Doctor Who incarnations prior to the reboot. You started with Eccleston. I started with Eccleston. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's what I got to say about Doctor Who. I watched one episode of the reboot, and it totally failed to grab me. Which one was it? Stopped. Which I, Doctor? The very first episode Eccleston. of the reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one was a bit weird, but it gets really cool that season. Hmm. Yeah. No, you know I'm. I'm not sure I would recommend Doctor Who to everyone, yeah. myself. Like, a lot of it is kind of hokey-pokey sci-fi. Yeah. Timey-wimey-wobbly things, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, it's not, it's not, I don't think it should have universal appeal, but mm-hmm. it def- and, and it doesn't, it doesn't have universal appeal. Yeah. And well, didn't appeal. Is yeah. that why the fans are, like, rabid? 
because they're like, it's a little exclusionary. Everybody likes Game of Thrones. Not everybody likes Game of Thrones. Everybody likes Game of Thrones. There's got to be some people out there. There's a couple people maybe I in play like softball with that just won't get past the first episode. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was. Because was, there's a girl on my softball team who looks goddamn exactly like Arya Stark. So yeah. <laughs> the conversation came up, and yeah, there were a couple of people who were just like, no, I can't do it. It's complicated. I don't want to waste my First time episode's rough. Dragons. Sarah had the exact same response. Yeah. Like, I was so excited. We're like, Game of Thrones! You're going to sit down and watch Game of Thrones! Watch the first episode, and Sarah was like, that was the thing you were super excited about? What the hell? Well, even remember reading the book. The first book, the first, like, 300 pages, you're like, this is standard fantasy. What the fuck? I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I forced my way through it. Why are all my friends telling me I need to read this? But it delivers once you get past all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So, like, it's fair that the show had to go through that process. And it does it a little bit better, because by episode two, it's already, like, picking it up. But episode one is, like, just exposition. Yeah, but it's also... It is. It is a very complicated television show. Absolutely. And, and yeah. the proof of that is if you were going to take one episode from season three and show it to someone who's never seen any of the other shows. They have a zero percent chance. Them up on what's yeah. happening. Who is that? Who's that? Who's that? What, what happened to that guy? Like, there's no. Yeah. No, no, no. You'd only understood that if you read the book because there's this one chapter where such and such happens. And then that's yeah, yeah, why yeah. that makes sense. Like, well, like sure. even worse, yeah. show them the first episode and then the last episode. Yeah. And, and see if they would be able to figure out, who is that? What is that guy? I don't do know. Do we know anyone who we could do this to? I feel like this is an entire We don't know anybody who thing. has not seen. We could do this to my mom. <laughs> yes. She's not seen or read either? Nope. So we could show her the first episode. First episode and the, and the last, last episode. episode. Then we'd be like, so tell us how the characters what, got yeah, here. What, what is the story of Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> she also mo- doesn't like violence. <laughs> it's not violence in Game first of episode is not violence. I was like, I feel that the first episode... Is there? No, that doesn't happen in the first episode. No, Brian yeah, gets, right gets to run her. No. End of like the first episode. That end oh, of the first episode is him the getting shot. It goes to Absolutely. black when he falls into the camera. They, they wanted to come out swinging with the incest. That's yeah. got to get right out there. Got it. Episode one. HBO. I can yeah. ask my mom if she'd be willing, and then we can ask her to what? Like, come and record? You could just tell her to watch. She's a writer. Yeah. She could just be like, Game of Thrones, as I understand. <laughs> Having watched the first <laughs> to the second, she yeah. could just write it like a, like a post. No, but then it'd be like totally well written and she'd overthink it all. We'd have to have That would it be live. like hilarious <laughs> if she like overthinks it and is like trying to put like what she imagines as, happening. As long as she doesn't like go and research all this shit. Cause, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It also might be better if she's just introduced as Sophie's mom and not her actual writer's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. She could blog, as, she could blog as Sophie's mom. Yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask her. I'll ask her what she thinks about it. It'd be super funny. Anyhow, don't mm-hmm. ask her agent. Though. I started a new job back in the spring, and every single person, people that I have nothing in common with, watches Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like that is like one of the things I can use to schmooze. What's up? You see that last episode of Game hey, of Thrones at the water cooler? Hey, hey. Yeah, but again, I, you work in a call center. I, I think. What the w- fuck? No, I don't. I work so far from anything that has a call center. I work for a railway. When do you Isn't call the railway? Center? It's not a fucking human shipping railway. There'd be a call center for that. We ship freight. So you worked for an airport as well, too, right? As well, too. Airline. Fuck me. If, if you work for a, like, they, if, you're, if you're with the support department of the railway, it is totally reasonable that they would have a call center. Not really. Absolutely. Well, there, there's, like, there's like a the call. technical support team for all of CP. I guarantee you there's a call center involved. Well, not CP, bro. <laughs> or whatever. CN. CN. Yeah. We're bigger than CP. Right, same thing. Okay, whatever. Nope. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I'm just saying, but there's no like call center in terms of like first level, whatever. You're like, there's only like third level tech supports who can actually do network admin and whatever. You never call because like think about the network. You're just moving trains. Yeah, but someone somewhere has a call center to handle the support calls for your company. 
But like, it might not be CN who does it. Maybe. It, but but who, like, who would who would call? What They're, was the point of bringing this up? They're all, I'm, I'm, this is like a legit Game question. of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> anyway, works with a bunch of computer geeks who surprisingly are all interested they in all watch Thrones. it but none of them who are computer geeks they're all like the coordinator types like none of them are even that into computer stuff you know what I'm taking this and running with it since the last time I recorded I have a new job as IT support I can't tell you how hilarious this is I know nothing about IT mm-hmm. it's but awesome you do you want to name the company <laughs> I do not <laughs> I you've do not worked for computer. Like you've worked with computers I and do related have, to telecom. Like, yes, for a, a and I did have training on how to work with the technology that we're do it, dealing with. But I'm looking at these things and coding and commands that I have to input into this thing that I don't even know how to name. You know, I, I <laughs> you ever look at the computer and you're like, I command you to come alive. No, but I will make up gibberish and send it to uh, the level two guys who are supervisors just to see them cry. Oh. You know, uh, I will say this: having worked in tech support for two different companies for a good significant while, mm-hmm. uh, the more majority of the training I received was on how to use the the, the ticketing systems. Yeah, like the internal tools, like by yeah. far, and. The most useful piece of advice I got for fixing computers or connectivity or routers was turn it off and turn it back on again. Oh, yeah. That's like... I need to rewatch IT Crowd. Really? I, have you guys never seen this? Or? Oh, I I'm, love IT Crowd. It's amazing. Yeah. I watched I watched <gasps> some of it. I just I can't get I, it. I can't Richard get past the laugh track, man. Yeah, it's so bad. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's not, it, like, the characters are just not that funny. The what? situations are not that funny. No, but, they're great. Eh. No, it's Richard Iowater. I'm just... I, Who's he? he? The the guy with the afro and the glasses. Uh-huh. And he, yeah. His delivery cracks me up. And the two you, the two dudes have, have are. Have you guys ever watched Big Fat Quiz? No. It's hysterical. He's always he's often a contestant on it. Hmm. It's, a, it's a quiz show at the end of the year the BBC does, and he is paired with uh, a goth musician uh-huh. m- most years. And they have the best sense of humor together. It's, to, it's totally worth it just to watch the two of them try to answer trivia questions <laughs> together. Fascinating. He's I just couldn't get past did, the live track. How far into IT Crowd did you get? Like I have three fin- episodes. I think maybe? I finished. He's the one who played maybe. the goth guy who lives in the back room that she was never supposed to. What was his name? Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. yeah. His name is Noel something. Oh, he's funny. God, when they're huh. if, if you haven't watched a Big Fat Quiz, that, ask John. He's got to know that that thing is Big damn Fat funny. Quiz. All right, I'll ask him. The big. It's hosted by Jimmy Carr, who's mm-hmm. just like a jerk the whole time, too. And oh, as he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, one pair of the contestants in the middle of the show just pulled out a fully cooked turkey dinner and started eating it with their hands while answering trivia questions. Was Wasn't there like something super funny with What's-Her-Face? Kristen Schaal was on it one year, and she was like, these are all British news stories. Why did you bring me here? <laughs> I have no idea what happened in Parliament in May. I remember like a viral video that went around. Who played the, the badass British woman in red? Anyone retired? Uh, Dame Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. There was like a Helen Mirren twerking on the Big Fat Quiz last year. Helen that. Mirren twerks? Yes. Well... Lady twerks a lot. I'd be down. <laughs> Helen Mirren's like, is it who's the one on? Uh, she's like a slightly older. Is it Robin Wright? Robin know. Wright Penn. Princess Bride. Robin Wright. The one from House of Cards. 
the, the the older chick who yeah. is Frank's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. wife. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's huh. Robin Wright. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Robin Wright. Yeah. Either way. They're like both like aging very well. Oh my god, Keith. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Well this this is a awkward <laughs> way to I'm going to back Keith up here. There's that scene in Red where she's firing the machine gun. Yeah. Here, and it was just like, that's hot. Yeah, exactly. You're like, like, I'm not even saying like, this is like, like overly sexy or whatever. You're just like, you're just fucking, you're aging very well. You look huh. really great. You're not, I'm not like, ugh, ugh, like creepy and weird about it. Well, I, I could I be. beg to differ. If you're a listener. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's wonderful he really is folks you can't see it but mm-hmm. he is <clears throat> anyway I feel like I have a shot yeah. with Robin Wright <laughs> Helen nope. Mirren though she's too old yeah oh my god like for me like she'd be like I could be your mother and then I'd be like that's that weird nope I'd be like <laughs> bail whereas like Robin Wright's like I think 41 or 42 or something so there's no way she can still bend that way Oh <laughs> what, what's the rule? It's, uh, half plus seven. Half your age plus seven. Would you be in in her range? That's the youngest you can go, right? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, for yeah sure. No problem. That's it's like if you're like forty something. That's like, say you're like forty five. Uh-huh. That's like twenty two plus seven. Twenty nine. Like twenty nine. I'm fine. Yeah, I got two years. Hey, you're in. Two years above her. <laughs> uh, what's half my age plus seven? That's the youngest person you're about to date. Right. Yeah. Their age is No, I'm asking you to calculate it for me. Well, you have to tell us your age. I don't know how old you are. I'm 35. 35. So 17 plus 7 is 24. All right. John fits in there. Mm -hmm. 24 and a half. It's okay. He's going to be 26 this winter. Okay. So you're all right. Just just squeaking around. But then wait a second. How long you got? (laughs) No, because look, (laughs) when you were, you're 35? Uh Uh-huh. When you were 34. Mm Mm-hmm. It was seventeen. Still twenty four. Yeah. So then I think you might have been skimming it. Yeah, but because you guys have been like living Robin, together for a Robin year, the cradle, and you've been in a relationship before that. You know what really pisses them off when you people find out? We Johnny Scott. No, when oh. people find out there's a big age difference between <laughs> the two of us, people always say it's him. <laughs> they always assume it's John. And it is the ponytail. It's the beard, the ponytail, and the fact that apparently I look like I'm in my mid to early 20s still. Huh. Okay. Take it as a compliment. Yeah, for sure. Why get excited? I, I like took Wait, it as... Does that mean like his first console was like the fucking N64? Nah. Maybe. He was born like in 80-something. Ridiculous. Maybe like the Genesis. 88. Like it might have been the Genesis. Born in 88. Like you just skip the 8-bits. Oh, God. It might have been a PlayStation. No. It's PlayStation was 95. So yeah. he was seven. Seven. Yeah. Jeez. It might have been a PlayStation. Uh, that's oh, PlayStation oh, was not 95. <laughs> PlayStation was... I guarantee it was 95. Guarantee I, you it was I keep fucking that up. In conversations with him, I keep being like, hey, yeah, did you ever play What's It Called? And it's like a game from 91. And, and he, he doesn't he, he doesn't quite say, like, I, I was been, three. I was three. <laughs> but, but, you know, he's just like, nope. So <laughs> He's classy about it. But that's just because he likes SMS. you. <laughs> yeah. You ever play that? Uh, or, or the Gold Box series. Come on, you played all those games? Nope. No, no. I guarantee <laughs> it was 95 because Wing Commander 3 was the first Wing Commander game that came out on and it was the on the PlayStation, and it was ninety five. I was in high school, and I was yes. just like, "God damn, I want that!" Because because I remember I was like, PlayStation is like one of the only consoles I ever got really near launch, and I feel like it was more like ninety six. I, I guarantee you, I have I have, I have a, a time stamp in my memory that it was ninety five. I never. I also watched video game the movie he, last week. Yeah. He, he's <laughs> actually right. I got the PlayStation and Dawson, 
and it was like pretty new. It it wasn't. Yeah, but you weren't in Dawson in '95, bro. No, it wasn't. You were not even close. You're only a year older than. No, you were in no, Dawson. That, it was a very. You were Dawson '99, man. You're only a year you older can, than me. You can look I it up. I promise you, it was released huh? in '99. I skipped a grade also. Yeah, no, but I was super. I was young. I graduated. I didn't skip a grade, but I had the push up. It, it was an enduring birthday. console. It, yeah. lasted, it had a real or long shelf life, but I promise you, it was '95. Because hmm. yeah, I turned 17 in my first year of Dawson. And then I turned yeah, I, 18 I, I, when I was. Okay, graduating. you know what? Let me let me just Google this right now. What's the name of the game? Awesome. Yeah, same. Just the PlayStation. Just the Sony PlayStation. That's it. I did a whole semester at 16, for Sony and then I did a half a semester at 16, and I turned 17 in my second semester. Right. Okay. Whatever. So he's gonna drag this up. I, I believe again, you, I believe you with ninety five, but I'm yeah. just saying maybe I got it later. That's what I'm Every, like. everyone got it later because yeah. the launch games were not great. Yeah, because yeah. I remember I got it and it was there was I played Wipeout, the original Wipeout, and that was the game that like had me hooked to be like, hmm. oh, this is fucking next gen shit. Because like December third, nineteen ninety four. Jesus wow. Christ! So it was Christmas ninety four, the same year that Kurt Cobain died. Think about that. That's PlayStation. <laughs> And again, probably John's first console. Mine? No, not yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have been four. Shit. <laughs> this is the thing I wanted to talk about. What the fuck? I had like a segue. Yeah. Kurt Cobain. Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl. Have you heard about his new show? It's amazing. It's a TV show? It is a TV show. Yeah, on what? On HBO. Uh-huh. It's a TV show on HBO called Sonic Highways, which is the name of the new Foo Fighters album. Mm-hmm. Scott, you would actually... You, do you like mu- music documentaries? I was going to say. Yeah, yeah I just watched a band called Death, which was cool. Okay. So, here's what they do. It's every single solitary song is based on a city. So, they get to a city with nothing written. Are they, they good cities or are they shitty cities? Well, the first two... Uh, first three, I should say, were Chicago, Washington, D.C., Nashville. So, shitty cities. How? Come on. Shitty, shitty? You're yeah. fucking If judge. you live in Chicago... Washington, D.C., and Nashville, and you have a problem with that, well, download next week's podcast. I'll tell you why. They're shitty cities. Are you going to, like, research? Because you can't say it off the top of your head. You're like, i got to research <laughs> shitty things about these cities. Uh, I can go with sports. It, be like the Chicago Cubs. Blackhawks. T- to be fair, if you're looking at the whole wide world and you and you wanted to like a top ten list of cool cities, Washington D.C. would fucking not not even be in the running. How, like, however, the original crack and, mayor. Anyway, so the just original crack smoking mayor. Yeah. But one of the things. So anyway, so then what they do is they get to the city. The band and they work. It seems to be at like at night. Work on because it's always at night when they're actually recording. Work on recording an instrumental. During the day, Dave is doing these interviews with people from the local scene and like or like figures of the historical scene or whatever and figures of the historical scene yeah like like in in makai like from fugazi and minor threat like he's not necessarily like okay the historical musical scene. yeah the musical scene when they're in chicago they interview buddy guy like and they just like grab these like these interviews and then he pieces together some of the like quotes from the interviews is sarah cooking it smells like fried pickles I assume she's cooking. Fried, is she fried pickles. <laughs> so they, they, they chronicle the musical history of the city while it's influencing the song that they're writing. Mm-hmm. And then the like lyrics from the interviews like become the lyrics. So when they're singing this – and then they, they close the episode off with like a performance of the song based on that city. So you can like catch how – Are the songs good? So far, I've watched the first two episodes and both two songs are some of the best Foo Fighters stuff that I've like heard since like – Way back. Wow. Like, it's very... Since the color and the shape? Since the color and the shape. Yeah. Fucking very cool. And you just kind of, like, you get into, like, when, like, Washington, D.C., you might be like, oh, fuck that as a city. But then you're like, oh, no, like, protest punk 
came from Washington D.C. with like with bands like Bad Brains and with Rollins and with huh. Minor Threat with Black Flag with Fugazi. Like you're you're kind of like oh fuck. And you're like that makes a hundred percent sense. You're like right, right. it's one of those things that like I knew, but like never really put together. I'd be like that kind of does make sense that the political punk stuff came from Washington. came from Washington yeah. D.C. And then they also talk about like other stuff that I knew nothing about, which was like, for instance, go-go music, mm-hmm. which was like an African American inspired, like kind of like beats with like kind of like callbacks and stuff. Uh, I want to say, name a band. Johnny Brown was oh. like one of the like stars of it. it. No, nobody you've ever heard. Like the Funk Circle was like like a bunch of like no bands, and they're like, yeah, they're like when go-go was happening they were like they would have go-go nights and we like thousands of people going to these things but like never on the radio never anything else and it just got squashed by rap like wow. the, it just never had a like had they didn't a, have a chance they didn't really have a chance yeah. because it was just like it was it was kind of like this weird middle ground between when like funk was on the way out and like rap was on the way up there was this other music that existed Huh. And they like they talk about the modifications of the beat and all that stuff, and then like they kind of like incorporate so that. So does beat. Dave Grohl do a callback, a go-go song? Go-go song? Like no, but like I, uh, he kind of uses the pocket beat that they use in go-go music, like to base the drum stuff. Like it's like the like the tempo of the drums. It's like it's there a little bit, but they still talk about it in the episode. Same thing with like Chicago. They go through all the Chicago history. I haven't gotten to the Nashville one. I think they're four episodes in. Fucking mini music documentaries produced by HBO fucking like so all like swearing and stuff they talk to uh, in the Chicago when they have Steve Albini as mm. the producer yeah he's the guy who like produced uh, in utero produced some of the Pixie stuff produced like PJ Harvey stuff he's like, produced like a majillion things basically yeah. like everything yeah. you know what's fucking crazy about him yeah do you know how he gets paid I don't once he's like this is my rate and wow. then you pay him and then it's done and he was just sort of like, they're like, yeah, but that's not how producers get paid. He's like, yeah, but how producers get paid is fucking stupid. He's like, if I build you a house and I come around and the house is still standing in 20 years, I'm not like, you owe me money. <laughs> I'm like, no, you paid me for that house. Yeah. And like, like Dave Grohl's talking about it. He's like, this guy could be retired on in utero. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like a fucking like sliver of royalties from in utero is money for life. That's crazy. Right. And yeah. he's like, nope, he gets his. Paid for his flat rate. They recorded in Unero way up in the woods because they were uh, they were worried about Kurt getting into some business. Uh-huh. So they like he like fucking like rented a cabin up for them and like moved a bunch of equipment and all that shit. Like fucking and, like th- that was like part of his rate, but he gets no royalties whatsoever from any of that shit that he's produced. And like up to but, an- but he also was swimming in work. Like Steve Albini. Like how many? How many? I, like he's probably the only producer other than like Rick Rubin that you like you could name. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but apparently because he's got a set rate. So if you have a shitty band, you're just like, oh, you fuck it. I'll give him. you this yeah. X dollars, and you're gonna work. No, for me. but ex- I don't think it's that cheap. Like, but it, no, no, I don't think it's cheap at all. Yeah. No, but it, like he X talks dollars. about it though. He's like, he's like to keep a studio going in downtown Chicago. It's still he's like that rate slides. Right. He's like I sit down and agree an amount with you. He's like. If I have no work that week, you might get a really good rate for Steve Albini because yeah. <laughs> I have no work that week, and some money is better than no money. Right. So he's like, it's not like I have a flat rate because he's like, there isn't 365 days of production production yeah. that happens, and he's like, there's. It's probably also a big difference between dealing with like Kanye West and dealing with like Dave Grohl. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That factor into yeah, like who you're working with is just like. What was the name of the guy from Songs of Hia? He did it. He did stuff with Molina. Steve Albini, Jason Molina. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. 
But yeah, so yeah. that's it. Like this, like he, like the way he talks about it, he's like, yeah, he's like, there's been times recently mm-hmm. where I would have to like sell stuff to make sure that the record thing's open. He's Brutal. like, yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah. if it comes down to keeping this thing open or selling some stuff, I'll keep my place open. Like, you're kind of like, this is so fucked. Like, this dude is not... This guy made in utero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And is, like, now recording a track with the Foo Fighters. <laughs> and I was like, what the shit? And yeah. Huh. I'll check and, this out. What was it called? Sound? Sonic Highways, Sonic yeah. Sonic Highways, yeah. That's I'll, the name of the album. Yeah. Yeah, and the show. And yeah, that's it. it just, it's also super cool because, I mean, like, obviously you can have it, like, edited to, to make them look as good as you as they possibly could. But you yeah. kind of, like, really get the impression that the Foo Fighters are just, like, a bunch of dudes who are just, like really into their music even like there's like even moments where they get a little bitchy but it like you're just like yeah they just seem like guys who are really interested in music no like shit fits or whatever they're like yeah like i can't hear this and we need to do this and like blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. you just see them mostly just like excited to be meeting these people like uh, yeah, i think that's a little weird though like it seems like a reality television show based around making a it's, record it's not at all like i would say that the elements of them recording the record like the footage of them recording the record is probably about five minutes per episode the episode is about the history of the town, figures of the history in the town, how they make, like what music came out of that town, whatever. It's like they they just use it's because Dave Grohl is just one of the biggest opponents to music reality shows, right? Like he is on record. Oh no, but yeah, but, but if this is more of like a historical thing, it's a it's a documentary. It is, yeah. It's just like the framing devices they're in town recording this. Right. So then there's like footage of them recording. It's not a. A competition or whatever. There's like it's like Hollywood Steve was like five minutes, like thirty seconds of the episode. Yeah, exactly. Like I would say, footage of them hanging out in the studio is like probably about five minutes on the hour. Okay. Like the rest of it is music documentary. Like and then like there's like and those the footage of them in the studio is typically with a voiceover from one of the band guys talking about the town. So it's just like it's more of an establishing because you're like you don't want to keep cutting back to the band sitting in a chair talking about Chicago, talking about Washington. Talk- it would be like a shitty visual to always be cutting back to the band when they're giving their opinions. So it's like footage of them setting up in the studio and whatever with a voiceover being like, what did Chicago mean to Chris Shiflett or like Pat Smear or like whatever. Pat Smear is also so fucking goofy. He just seems like <laughs> such a fucking stoner. Who's like, Pat Smear? Pat from the... Who's also in Nirvana. And the Cramps? Oh, the Cramps. Anyway, yeah, fucking super solid. Like one of the better things I've seen on television. Cool. Thanks HBO. You did it again. Now just let me pay you to watch all your library. <laughs> exactly. And we'll be happy. Mm. Which supposedly they're open to now. They, they're yeah, like they're, there's, uh, there's they've, rumors they've, they've revisited the model. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, there was a thing on Reddit today that was like, if ESPN was ready to put all their content up in a Netflix type service, would you subscribe to it? So, yes. I, I watched a bunch of their 30 for 30, whatever. Oh, man. Fucking so good. I watched the one on, like, footballers, uh, American footballers who uh, don't know how to take care of their money. How many of them go bankrupt yeah. and, base, and, like, they, like, they're little, they're kids. They don't know how to deal with money. They're from really poor areas of town. They've never had money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. They get a paycheck that is, like, $55,000, right? And he's like, wait, I get this every two weeks? And they, like, they go crazy, and all these dudes are super competitive. They go to strip clubs. They start, like flashing $10 bills, just throwing them, making it rain with $10 bills. And then three years later, they get a knee injury and their career is done. They've no money and they all go bankrupt. It's like unbelievable how shitty these guys' lives yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Watch. Yeah, no, but it was fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, like, watch the one on the LA Raiders, Yep, which is directed by Ice Cube, which is just 
uh, that's part of the thing with 30 for 30. They get like a, like really interesting directors yeah. and interesting voices to tell it. That one is amazing and intense and like it's gangster rap and the the rise and fall of the LA Raiders because huh. they moved from Oakland into Los Angeles and then out again. And it it's right around that time of NWA and gangster rap from 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 South Central Los Angeles. Huh. As a child, I was like legitimately convinced that the Raiders symbol was a gang symbol. Really? And Ice Cube talks about that. He was just like the owner of the LA Raiders was really upset with what we were doing until he saw the sales figures for his gear. <laughs> his merch, yeah. He was just like, "Oh, well, I don't want to be associated with them, but they're going to buy all this." Crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube and you're like, "Uh, no, like like I was like and they did that to the merch. Like, I did not follow football, but that, like, piratey dude with the fucking... There was no way there were so many L.A. Raiders fans in 1994 in Montreal. Yeah. Like, compared to the amount of people wearing L.A. Raiders merchandise. Right. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like, like just think, think bang. Like, you know the Raiders logo? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah, because, I don't know. No, but I'm just saying, like, like, name other football logos that you know. I don't know you, if you I know can the name Chargers, other football teams. You know the Chargers logo? I don't. Tell yeah. me what Arizona's yeah. team name is. Yeah, exactly. But, like, even yeah, if you yeah, didn't yeah. know it was the Raiders, if, like, if someone drew you a picture of the Raiders logo, you'd be like, oh, I've seen that on yeah, hats. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, that's not because they were a great team. That's because anyway, NWA was wearing uh, that, that one, logo. That one's really good. And uh, there's another one that is Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks, which is hysterical. Mm. It's What's so funny. Reggie Miller was a basketball player whose older sister was the best women's basketball player in the world. Huh. So he's got that kind of stigma going through it. He's just like, Cheryl Miller's kid brother gets drafted by right. the Indiana Pacers. It would <laughs> just be like if you're like playing for uh, the Montreal Canadiens, it's John Wickenheiser. And you're like, oh. <laughs> Haley, Haley Wickenheiser is the best women's player for years huh. it's just like um that's hysterical and then in the playoffs for like three years in a row his team met the new york knicks mm-hmm. in the playoffs and it, he's a really good interesting funny personality uh the story is funny and then right at the end it's just this is a punchline that delivers he was like spent an hour watching the story yeah, yeah oh god that's really funny cool uh, i recommend that, those two really really highly hmm. i saw it on youtube i don't know if they're all up there Huh? A lot of them are like yeah. yeah, yeah, they're all over the internet. We are coming closer and closer towards the end of the hour. Mm-hmm. Sophie, how's the new WoW expansion? It hasn't launched yet, dude. I don't know. You were saying I'm playing WoW more. Usually you play WoW when you get an expansion. Are you getting ready for the expansion? What are you talking about? I haven't played WoW in like two months. Really. Oh, DDR was the one who said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, we've we've all, like a few of the guys at work as well, they they all added me as in their group so we can play a bit more in this new expansion. Mm-hmm. But I've I've been doing rehearsal. I haven't been playing. And plus, I kind of was done doing the heroic farming thing like this Did summer. Did you see so. the advertisement they put up in Times Square today for the new expansion? No. no. It's a gi- it's like a cop car in the middle of Times Square with a gigantic axe embedded in the cop car like some huge monster just like slammed the axe through the thing and then like police tape around around cones around the whole thing sectioning it off and the police tape just is like like Lords of Draenor or something dot com or Warlords like, of Draenor war, or it's just Warlords dot com, which is like the the advertising site, whatever. But there was a a cop car mutilated by a gigantic axe today. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing if wow, it was just like, and everyone wakes up and it's the twenty first century. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
remember, there's all kinds of space aliens and shit in WoW. Like they, they're they're all over spaceships and laser guns and whatever. I've got orcs, humans, elves, and pandas. That's that's my knowledge of. Well, there's Dre and I, which are like space, space goats. Space goats, kind of. Leroy. Jenkins. Yeah. Leroy. That's kind of changed. They redid uh, Black Rock Spire. Really? Yeah, it's the new dungeon. They redid Upper Black Rock Spire. Yeah. Like you can't go to the old one anymore. I, I don't know if you can actually. Um, like I said, I haven't really, I haven't played much in the last couple man, months. That was like my favorite instance. It was, it was kind of Ur- fun. Herbs in Lower Blackrock, man. I spent so many fun hours in there. <laughs> I don't even want it. Like Lower Blackrock, I actually knew how to get around all of Lower Blackrock. Did you really? Yes. Like, I like still couldn't do that. Hand. Oh man. Yeah. You could spend six hours wandering through this dungeon in a, in a game where like an hour would be like a regular dungeon. You could spend six and not see the whole thing. It was fucking foobar. So many optional bosses in there. Yeah. Anyway. What are you playing, John? Me? Yeah. Um, I just got this game called Dungeon of the Endless. Mm-hmm. It's made by these French indie developers. Uh-huh. And it's like um, uh, it's it's a cross between exploring a dungeon and leveling up your characters and a tower defense game. So okay. and, and, and like the whole game is procedurally generated, so it's like random every time you play it. And the idea is you, you start with two characters and you and you you build a party of four by finding other guys in the dungeon and then you have like a power crystal that you use to power up rooms. And when a room is not powered, every time you open a new door, it has a chance of spawning monsters. Yep. And when a room is powered, you can build turrets in it to try and defend your path. And then you find the exit to the level, and you got to pick up the crystal and carry it to that exit. And then, and you, and like you build the path to that exit by powering up the rooms, building turrets, and then like defending yourself against the swarms of things that come on it. So it's like super fucking hard. It costs like ten bucks on Steam, and it was it's like nonstop fun. Speaking of dungeons, you totally hooked Scottish John on Pixel Dungeon. Yeah, Pixel Dungeon is adorable, and it's like it's like net hack for kids. It's you know like what's weird? I've never imagined you would ever say the word adorable. Me? Yeah, it just seemed I, off. He says it every morning in the mirror. He looks in and he says, adorable. Adorable. I do. <laughs> and it's me. That's awesome. I am adorable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good a place to end it as any. Say it again, John. I am Adorable. Nine to five entertainment system. site in general uh please take the time to like us on facebook we are number nine to five d-o-t-c-c nine to five dot cc on facebook and uh also follow us on twitter we're at sign number nine to number five cc on twitter so uh and also be sure to check back on the site for something on mondays probably uh we have zombies and loathing after the bomb usually on tuesdays we have a new comic in 95 illustrated every wednesday a new podcast every week usually on thursday it's either going to be a 90s or a go plug yourselves and on fridays we have fine arts with either sophie and scott and uh you know maybe john will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too you can only hope all right thanks 95.cc we're not working why should you Thanks for listening.